It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thank you for downloading the Manchester Football Social on this FA Cup weekend. It's uh, been a big weekend. City already through. Show went out just before the United game on Monday night. Yeah, so that's, we don't know what's going to happen. And uh, we've got a couple of callers on with very mixed opinions as to what they think will happen. Yeah, and you get into a fight with a City fan as well about oh, Phil Foden. good. <laughs> and uh, also there's some funny noises in this episode, but that's because between us, we managed to push some random buttons, but uh, it's quite fun. So yeah, yeah, just keep going. Well done to our caller, Damien, who managed to keep his cool. That was <laughs> he was brilliant. He yeah. thought he'd won a car. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Anyway, here's the show. Manchester Football Social. Hello and welcome to the Manchester Football Social with me, Ant McGinley, a City fan. And me, Alex Bormany, a United fan. This is the show that's all about you, the voice of the fans. Give us a call, 0345 7625 to get your views on, on all the football that's been happening. Worth keeping that number in your phone, as well as this, at MCR Footy Social. That's our uh, Twitter handle. And you want to have that there because on tomorrow's show, uh, thanks to Umbro, you could win yourself a pair of those brand new Medusa 3 boots. Have you seen these? I have. They look pretty slick, don't yeah, they? Yeah, and you know what as well? They're worth more than we get paid for about a month of shows as well. They, I, they're worth more than my car. <laughs> Uh, so all you've got to do is listen out to the show tomorrow. Niall and Steer here. And uh, you've, well, they'll be asking you what football means to you for your chance to win. So make sure you're listening tomorrow from 6 and follow us on Twitter at MCR Footy Social. So, just to go over the headlines from the weekend's action, United didn't play, they play Chelsea tomorrow. Um, Monday night, United-Chelsea away. City, however, beat Newport 4-1. Hey! City are into the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. Do you want to know who else is in the quarterfinals? Go on, who's left? Because we've just had a couple of games finish, haven't we? Palace. Yeah. uh, City, obviously. Millwall, Wolves. Chelsea or Man United. Swansea, who've just beat Brentford. And Watford and Brighton. So, feels like it could be quite a winnable game. We've got a caller on. It's Frank. Frank, you went to the match yesterday. Tell us how you got your ticket. Oh, Frank. Hello. Hi, hello. Hi, Frank. How did you get your Hi, ticket yeah. for yesterday's match? Well, it came, came by accident, really. Uh, I got a phone call on Friday afternoon, and uh, 
some of the lads from work were going to the game, uh, but they needed a minibus. There was eight of us, and they needed a minibus, but they're all too young to actually drive it. <laughs> right. <laughs> they asked me if uh, uh, I'd drive it, and they paid for me ticket, and uh, and there you go. Off I went to uh, to watch the game. Hey, that's all right, isn't it? Yeah, it's great, great. Yeah, it's great. Loved it. So what was, um, what, before we talk about the actual game, one thing I, I really noticed was that, that temporary stand, is that where you were? What was it like? Yeah, it, it was all right, to be honest. I'm glad it wasn't raining. To be, but, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, it, it was all right. It was, it, it, everyone was saying it's scaffolding, but it wasn't. It was just a, a temporary stand that, uh, you know, that, that obviously there was about 2,000 City fans behind that met. So, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, it was fine. How were you feeling at half-time? Because I was looking, and on Twitter and social media, there was a lot of nervous people because it was still nil-nil. I thought Newport did really well. And, of course, that, that amazing chance and that save from mm. Edison was incredible. Yeah, well, obviously, that, that was at the other end, so I, I didn't really appreciate the save until um, I got home and watched Match of the Day. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, there, there, there were people a bit nervous at half-time. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I, 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 I thought that they'd, they'd run out of steam, which is what they basically did. Uh, you know, you can't keep up chasing a ball and chasing people down for 90 minutes. You know, it's you know, near on impossible to do that. But... Uh, so I knew, I knew at some stage they'd probably break through. But fair dues to Newport, you know. They, 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 they worked with game plan in the first half and, uh, and it worked for them. So uh, uh, fair dues to them. So after the game, Phil Foden was getting, like, lots and lots of praise, but apparently right. so. at, at half-time he was getting the exact opposite. What, did, did he play well? Was it just that he scored a couple of good goals? What did you make of him? I thought he played really well. Uh, and, I, and I think these are the sort of games that he needs to be playing well in. Um, you know, he's, he's clearly not a starter above De Bruyne and David Silva, but uh, obviously Pep's giving him games in the Cups and actually he's stepping up to the mark. And uh, and I, I actually thought he played well. Uh, you know, he's only a young lad, remember, and, you know, the, the lads that, that were in midfield that were marking him or, you know, chasing him down were, uh, you know, obviously big shopping men you know? <laughs> and uh, but you know at the end of the day I think he, he, he did well and yes he scored he took the, took the game by the scruff of the neck to be fair and actually he could have had an hat-trick because again I didn't realise this until I got home but obviously Sane's first goal uh, it was spinning on, on, and actually spun in and he could have actually tapped that in but uh, fair dues to him for not actually touching that but um, yeah, was he, yeah, because, was he on side for that? Yeah, because that was, was a bit he where he kind of, he looked like they're doing the cartoons where they're about to go off the edge of the cliff. Right, and he, and he just did himself. Yeah. Pedaling back. Yeah. But if he would have, if he would have put that in, would it have been disallowed? I don't think he would have been, I don't think he would have been, uh, offside, but I think he didn't know that. Uh, so he didn't touch it, because he didn't have to touch it, and, mm. uh, I don't think he knew he was. I don't think he knew he wasn't offside. But I don't looking at the telly last night. I don't think he was offside. But I tell you what, that he couldn't have played much better to have deserved a hat trick in that game. And and what I think to do, to have done, especially when people are saying, "Well, look at what Sancho's been doing by going off to Dortmund, and he's not been getting that much game time." But uh, I mean, to to get two goals, and I think he's got as he scored in every round in the FA Cup he's played now, Frank, because he definitely yeah, got, got yeah, yeah. It's brilliant, yeah. isn't it? I think he scored six goals this 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 year, and and all of them might have been Carabao or the FA Cup. So, you know, he's he's, he's he's taking his chance. That's that's all he can do. That's all he can do. 
Yeah, and, and honestly, at the end as well, he's full of confidence as well because I know Pep's been very sort of like, you know, we're just going to do what we can and we've come through this time when everyone said, oh, these next two weeks are going to define our season. And really, you know, we've done really well so far. Obviously, Schalke's a test on Tuesday because it's away in the Champions League. But I was dead nervous before we got that because we had Arsenal, we had Chelsea, we had the Cup game. It just everything seemed to be coming. Uh, we're through to the final, of course. It's, it's an amazing time to be a City fan. Pep's being very cautious, but Phil Foden last night was like, yeah, we're in all four competitions, we're going for it, we're going to try and win them. Yeah, and, and I think as a, as a footballer, I think you should have the mindset that, you know, whatever game you're playing, you, you're going to win it. And um, I, I, clearly you can't win every game, but I think, you know, as a professional footballer, you've got to have that mindset. And, and yes, I agree with you, at Christmas time when we lost those couple of games, uh, I, I thought it was all over, for being honest, certainly the Premiership. Uh, but uh, but now obviously we crawl, crawl it back you know, and um, uh, it, it is exciting uh, you know and you only have to see the, the amount of support and I know it was Newport County and I knew City were going to send it because City supports away is great anyway uh, but uh, but the, the optimism within the crowd you know and I'm I'm a, I'm a bit old you know old fashioned in that respect you know I just take every game as it comes and you know because. Like I said, you can't win every game, and whether the quadruples on or not, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not so sure. But, but certainly another couple in the bag, you know. I this year Carabao Cup, hopefully against Chelsea, but I think it'll be a different Chelsea team that turns up uh, against City than the one that turned up at the Etihad last week. Um, but yeah, uh, I think a couple more this year. Uh, I, I can't see us doing the quadruple. I'd like to. I'd like to win the Premiership again. You know, people say, you know, do you want the Champions League? Uh, I, I, again, every, every City fan wants the Champions League. But I'd like to do back-to-back titles, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, and, and if we do win the uh, Champions League, then, you know, <laughs> it's just icing on the cake. That would probably... That would end a lot of the debates about how good the City team is, I think, because they've ne- never done that yet. They've never won the back-to-back. They've never held on to the title. And I think this year... it actually feels like they will do one final question for you frank before you go next week on sunday if there's a group of young lads out there and they need to get down to wembley and they can't <laughs> they're not old enough with the driving licenses to hire a coach will you be available for the for a free ticket to take anybody to wembley next sunday Oh, of course I will, yeah. No problem with that at all. <laughs> well, get in touch with us. If you're in that situation and Frank can drive you down, he's more than willing. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks, Frank. Cheers, guys. Thanks a lot. 0345 7625 to express your views about the football of the weekend or to book a minibus for next <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> That's a great service. Yeah. Free ticket for a bit of driving. Although it's quite a tough drive to Newport. It's done it before you get the m6 and the m5 they're the two worst motorways yeah, I, I love the way we're expanding we're doing like minibuses next yeah. week we'll be doing you know we'll send you takeaways as well that'd be great <laughs> and we could somebody send one here so um how confident are you for city in the fa cup because i t- i'm gutted with that result yesterday because i turned that on um at nil nil and i watched then i watched like maybe the last 15 minutes of it city were on top but I was like, this is going to be one of those games. It's the FA Cup. Yeah. Then they showed the highlights and you saw that, that great chance and you're going, this is going to happen. And then I think maybe a couple of minutes it felt like into the second half and Sané scored that goal and I was like, ah, oh, turned it but off. But so much respect for Newport because I'd not seen the games before with Leicester and they also knocked out... Um, who else did they knock out? Don't know. Can't remember. But it was two Premier League sides before they, they came to this. And... Uh, 
like just a half time and it's nil nil. And to be honest, I, I think in some ways they had the better of the first half. That that mm. chance that Edison saved, I've watched it three or four times. I, I used to play in goal and there's no way I would have never got I could have been stood on the near post and I wouldn't have got to that. That was brilliant. Um and, and I love the fighting spirit that they had, the fact that City went two nil up, there's about ten minutes left, you think, right, it's all over, and then they came and got one back. Yeah, now, yeah. Now that was brilliant, and obviously Foden went down the other end, and it was a great goal they scored as well. Really great, really controlled. That fella scored in every round. But I think the thing that I really liked about it was Pep's reaction afterwards. Because how many times have we seen so-called foreign managers and coaches come over here, play the FA Cup match, and then just complain and whinge about it? They complain about the state of the pitch. They complain about the facilities. You know, there's not enough phone charges in the dressing room. They complain about. Like everything that's going the on, they're not getting yeah. tactics. Like yeah. oh, they've not cut the grass. Yeah, they're not getting enough protection. The pitch too yeah. much. Basically, and... what Jurgen Klopp does in the Premier League of the minute, yeah, right? <laughs> he does week in, week out. But what was brilliant was Guardiola's reaction afterwards. Who's like, I get it now, I get it, and he, it was almost like, yeah, I love it, I'm up for it, which is kind of the way. We are about the FA Cup, the well, great equaliser. I still really like the FA Cup. It's, uh, all the stick United got for being, oh, we ruined the FA Cup. We didn't. We did not want to put out a weakened side. Every United fan, after we'd won the treble, wanted to retain the FA Cup because it was, when I was growing up, that felt like the one trophy that we had a really good chance of winning every year. Won it in 83, won it in 85, won it in 90, won it in 77, in the final in 79. So all those, it was just a cup that it felt like there was magic around it and anyone that was the best team on the day could win it. Yeah, and it's unforgiving. Yeah, and this was a time when, you know, English clubs were banned from Europe, so there was no no chance of, like, going to even play in the UEFA Cup or the cup winners as they were then. And it was just, it was an exciting, an exciting cup to win. And I know everyone says it's been devalued, but... Even today, watching just watching Palace then for like the last half hour, and you see, fans love it. Fans absolutely love the FA Cup. I really hope we have a decent run. I've got a feeling though that 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 when the draws made tomorrow after the United Chelsea game, if United are still in it, I think we're going to get City. Really, I, I've got to worry that we're going to get Palace. That's my fear. Yeah, well, Pal yeah, Palace look. Uh, Palace beat you already this season. Yeah, and that was, that was the, possibly the shock result of the season. Um, just coming to us in December and turning us over 3-2. Um, was that before or after the Leicester one? No, that, that, that was the first one. That was kind of the start of that decline that we had where we just had that terrible, terrible December. And then Newcastle beat you. Was that in January? That was in, yeah. So Newcastle was in January, right then. So they're not, they, they got at some point, they shouldn't be as shocking, should they? Because it <laughs> happens like, happens quite a bit for this so-called greatest <laughs> side that's ever yeah, played. How many points you on? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, still, you know, still do, we're flying in the league. Flying yeah. in the what, league. What, what happened in the Champions League this Slight week? Slight reality check. Ollie out. Hashtag Slight. Ollie out. Well, I think... Time's up. He's gone. He's gone. Get rid of him. Glazers out, I think. I no, think get rid of him. You know, the that. thing is as well, like, how, how much did it cost to get rid of him now? Because if they spent 90 million getting rid of me, it's going to cost like 2 million to get rid of him now. Yeah, that was something we were just talking about, wasn't it? Mourinho, that, that came out this week, 19.4, 19.5 million. Yeah, so of which he got 15. Right. And when you add it up, so because he's had twice from Chelsea, once from Real Madrid, and now once from Man United in the last 10 years or so, yeah. it adds up to, guess how much he's taken home with him? I'm, I'm at some, uh, 30. 30 million. 62 Whoa. million. Right? Wow. Well, think about this. 62 million pounds for being fired. Wow. I've been fired twice. I've only had two jobs. I got fired from both. Yeah. 
And didn't get anything. The best well, I got. I didn't get anything off them. I did take something, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> it's walking down Market Street with a big computer. <laughs> uh, the best thing I ever got from BFI'd was two weeks' pay. They were like, you can see out the rest of your contract. That was it. Wow. That's not. So did you have to work that? No, they were like, oh, right, just, okay. we'll, we'll just, we'll, we'll honor the, it was coming up to the end of my contract and they got rid of me. Well, that, uh, that might be coming if you don't smart yourself <laughs> up <laughs> in the next section. Uh, but yeah, that, that's, that's quite an impressive, it's, it's just a weird world when you look at it that way, isn't it? Yeah, it's just well, so far removed. what also is weird then, because it's 19 and a half, so with Marina got 15, that means 4 million. Yeah. That presumably went to some members of the backroom staff, and in a way, I'd argue, because you've forgotten who they are. Straight away, because he, he had a bit of a party in other ways, didn't he, mid-season? Um, sorry, at the end of last season. So who are these other people who've got that missing four million? And wouldn't you rather be them? Wouldn't you rather have a million and nobody knew about it than 15 and the whole world hates you? Are we, are we sure it's just across three or four people? Or maybe it's like they've come in and literally they've got rid of loads of people, like some of the catering staff, some of the people no. that are sort of the boots. Don't think they No, it's just, they it's just that core thing. They made that mistake when Ferguson left and they got rid of so many people and I think they won't ever do that again. Well, Carrick's still there, for instance. Right. So but maybe Carrick's still there because, you know, it would have been another couple, couple of million. <laughs> Uh, 0345 especially I'd love to hear from you right now if you've been ever, ever fired and they've gone you know what here's a million quid you know and yeah. they're like you're rubbish at your job but you know there's a quarter of a million or yeah. there's a the, you keep the company car whatever it is or you can even just even if it's just like keep the Netflix account whatever it was <laughs> that you got as a benefit of your job anybody who matched Jose that'd be interesting to see you can also text us on 87711 or text us at MCR Footy Social yeah, brilliant. <laughs> I was just thinking, I was in a daydream then of what I'd do with a million quid. Did, did you really take a computer? I mean, because there, uh, there is a statute of limitations, so I think you're protected now. Well, yeah, also, nobody knows any real details, so good luck finding out exactly. <laughs> and it was not a, it wasn't a PC, it was a laptop. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah, so what? Well, to, no, to be honest, that makes more sense, because you can more casually walk out with a laptop than you could with just, exactly. like, a monitor and a lot of cables trailing behind well, you. it was my work one, right? and, you know, I had a bag and that, and I just put it on and just forgot to check it in. Right. There you go. We should have done d due diligence before this job, but never mind. Uh, yeah, I can't, believe, uh, <laughs> I can't believe you've got me to admit that for the second <laughs> time. Right. I wonder what Jose took with him as well. Did he just go, oh, I'm going to get it ill in the contract? Oh, God. I don't I know what he left. Right. So the draw for the next round of the FA Cup is going to come after the game it's tomorrow. After the game tomorrow. And already, like, we've seen, you know, there's not really been, it feels like in this last round, too many VAR potential controversial moments. So tomorrow's game, with it being a Premier League grind in the FA Cup, there will be VAR. So I can pretty much see that playing a huge factor. Yeah, that's you, just how things like this You're seem pretty to odds work. on that there's going to be a penalty either there's given be something. or stopped. And we've had all those... It must have been about three times they've given a penalty, then pulled the penalty back. Yeah, this season. yeah. It just feels like... But at the same time, I have to say, I do like it. I think once they get it right, it'll be a good thing. Well, had they had it in the league, City would be about six points clear now. Because some of the things that have happened with Liverpool, some of the penalties that have been given, some of the offside goals, they I think City... I think, sorry, Liverpool would be about nine points worse off than they currently are if they'd have had all the disallowed goals cancelled. So, you know, the Premier League side voted against it in the league. They didn't want it to happen. I think um, it's coming next year anyway, regardless of what they think. And I, I personally like it. I liked it in the World Cup. But 
it just feels like tomorrow there's going to be some massive controversy and uh, Chelsea's not a great ground for us to go to either. And also as well, Ch- Chelsea are looking for a bit of payback because the last time they played, well, they, they, they had the midweek game with, uh, was it Barté or was it Arsenal played Barté? Arsenal got beat yeah. off, off the uh, part Chelsea, 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 yeah. <laughs> Chelsea won. Chelsea won. Um, but obviously... The, the the last big game that they had before that was at City last weekend where they got absolutely thumped. Yeah. So, and we saw when they got thumped by uh, Bournemouth, they came back the next game and destroyed Huddersfield. Now, yeah, granted, but United you're, are not you're, Huddersfield. You're, no, you're not. But you've still got, it looks like the injuries that you picked up in midweek, you're going to be missing Lingard and Martial again for this game, aren't you? Could be. What about Pogba? Is Pogba going to miss with that suspension? No, Pogba doesn't miss the FA Cup. He right. misses the next Champions League game. However, I will say in the last round when we played Arsenal away, uh, Lingard didn't start and neither did Martial. So I'm hoping that Ole can do some sort of tactical wizardry, maybe put Lukaku on the wing as he did against Arsenal away, and maybe we've just got enough to go and go and sneak a, a cheeky 3-0. Yeah. <laughs> well, are those goals coming from Sanchez? Oh, don't talk. He's, Sanchez, who this week said he's frightened that United fans have not seen the best of him. Yeah, exactly. As I say every week, the best performance he's given on that Old Trafford pitch has been on a piano. Embarrassing. <laughs> he was awful against PSG, and I've, my patience has gone with him now. It's not just—it's not like a lack of effort because he does appear to be trying, but he—he's just one of those footballers that we all played with, and you probably still play five a side with it. The ball comes to them, and they just put the head down, and they just run round in a circle. And the amount of times he gave up possession when we were a little under the cosh against PSG. And you're like, come on, we need, we need to break, we need to get moving. And, oh, he's lost the ball again, 10 yards outside his own box. And it just always turning into trouble. Do you remember about 12 months ago when you were dead smug that you'd beat City to signing him? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do, actually, yeah. I do. I can remember thinking he will tip us over the edge. And you know what? <laughs> I can remember thinking exactly the same thing when we signed Falcao. I can remember thinking the same thing with Ibrahimovic, who was a bit more of a success. Yeah. I remember not absolutely being able to wait to see Di Maria in the United shirt after he'd just been voted man of the match in the Champions League final. It's just it matter. I thought, oh, matter's going to be sensational for us. When we signed Fellaini, he'd pretty much just destroyed us the season before and cost us the league. Do, when you, Everton, could probably, you could probably have another half hour going through the United squad could, right now. And, but do you know what? And not one of those players you're looking at and going, well, that's a bit of a gamble. Should we sign Di Maria? I don't know, it might not pay off. All these players were like cast iron, guaranteed, you know, some of them were on a free, some of them were big, big fees, but every one of them, what's gone wrong? Well, I'll tell you what's happening now is you're not getting a job advising the transfers at Manchester United. We're going to talk uh, more about United and Chelsea, the FA Cup match uh, tomorrow. Uh, that's next. If you want to get in touch, 0345-111-7625 on the Manchester Football Social. Manchester Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Manchester Football Social. Welcome back to the Football Social with me, Alex Boardman, a United fan, and him, Ant McGinley. Of City the Blue. Ooh. Anyway, 
Quick announcement. On Monday's Football Social, we have teamed up with Umbro to give away a pair of their new Medusae 3 boots that we were just looking at. On. They, they look very, um, oof, they look really nice. Yeah. I mean, it's, those kind of boots were like, you know, sometimes you have boots where you go, you better be good with those on. Yeah. Those just make you look good anyway. You won't have to do anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe if you're like a big fat goalie <laughs> smoking <laughs> a fag at half time. All right, stop talking about me. <laughs> I, I can't win them. So, anyway, Umbro are asking Mancunians what football means to them. And for your chance to win some of these amazing boots, you need to listen to the Manchester Football Social on Monday from 6. Also, make sure you're following us on Twitter, which is at MCRFootySocial. It's been a weekend of FA Cup football. Uh, a couple of games just finished. So, uh, City went through, having beat Newport yesterday. Yeah, City beat Newport 4-1 there into the quarterfinals, as are Crystal Palace, Millwall, Wolves, Swansea, Watford, Brighton. Tomorrow, United play Chelsea away. So, Damien, you're a Chelsea fan. Are you going to make it through to the quarters? Well, there have been no shocks so far this weekend, so uh, I will say yes, and that will be the <laughs> FA Cup fifth round shock. Are, are Chelsea really that bad? Because it only seems two months ago you were like you were playing really well, and people were saying, "Oh, are they going to be competing for the title?" They're definitely nailed on top four. What's gone wrong? Yeah, well, we are bad because we're as bad as Arsenal, and that's that's the worst <laughs> insult I think you can throw at us, really. Um, yeah, I think that, I think the, the, the there's no plan B. I think what you had maybe under under Conte was sort of he switched to a three five two and it worked really well for a while, and then you know he lost the dressing room and he sort of had his uh, fallouts with Diego Costa and this that and the other, um, and really lost the players backing. It seems as sorry the players really back him, but he doesn't seem to know how to play correctly in the Premier League. You know, Chelsea have historically an identity a certain style of football it's not necessarily you know particularly uh, you know attractive on the eye it might sort of be attention uh, the Volkswagen Golf Range event is on for a limited time only purchase a golf between the 1st and 17th of February and receive £500 on top of the Sorry about that. Suddenly you set off some kind of weird alarm. <laughs> what did you, know you do? What I thought that was. I thought you've got like radio cliche bingo, and I just said easy on the eye, and then I thought that was it. I'm done. <laughs> I thought I'd win a Volkswagen Golf. I'm gutsy. It's like yeah, I'm absolutely gutsy. So Damien, it's just oh yeah, they they are really nice. Have a look at them on YouTube. Just picking up on something that you said before about um, when Conte got rid of Costa. When yeah. we've put, historically Chelsea for the last 10 years, 12 years, United have had real ding-dongs and it always felt like firstly you had Drogba, then you had Costa and it's like you've got this horrible, big, good goal scoring, we'll knock you about, we'll take a dive if you need to, we'll just do anything to win centre forward. And yeah. you don't seem to have that same sort of identity anymore. Is Higuain in the same mould? What? I don't. I've never known a man called Gonzalo to be particularly aggressive, and I'm not sure that Higuain is necessarily going to do that. And you know, maybe that's not in in Sari's sort of uh, style of football. Sari boy is very specific. You know, to to the point where you'll it will be you know play by play, player by player. Everyone moves into position. Whereas you know, it quick, it's quick and dirty with Drogba and with Costa. And you just you you get it done. Um, we don't really have anyone like that. I mean, you look at the game where we drew against uh, Man United, and Ross Barkley scored in like the 98th minute, 
and you sort of thought, okay, well, that is how Chelsea do it. But some way, somehow they find it. But um, no, th- th- there isn't that sort of um, battering ram up front right now. But I think I think that a lot of that comes down to Sari coming in and bringing his own style of football. And why would he not? I mean, he might not be the right fit for Chelsea, but they hire you to do a job and you're like, well, this is the style of football that I play and here's how I go about it. Um, but I, yeah, I, I can't see it, it adapting so far to, to the Premier League. Well, there's a great quote this week. I don't know if you saw it. I think it was on Friday with David Luiz. And he said that Chelsea players all believe in Maurizio Sari's vision but have you seen how thick his glasses are? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would say that too. If, if I mean, I don't know. I, there, there are rumours. Let's just call it rumours. School, it homework, teachers. I'd rather be playing football. Oh, like you're setting, you're setting all these adverts off. All right, carry on. There what we go. We're back again. If it happens three times in a row, do I get the match ball? <laughs> yeah, I think Beetlejuice <laughs> turns up. Um, yeah, what was this? Uh, what was the question? Uh, so we're talking about Sari's vision. Yeah, the, or, or, or lack of it. I mean, I think there is this sort of rumour doing the rounds that obviously Antonio Conte's contract situation at Chelsea hasn't been fully resolved. So effectively, we're still paying him uh, to, to sort of sit around and, and sneer at Chelsea through the TV. And they, they couldn't get rid of Sarri necessarily because then you're then paying two Italian managers full-time to sit on their backsides and do nothing. Then you'd have to bring in a third manager and effectively you're paying three managers and none of them are, are doing anything. So I think there is that option of... Well, we've just got to back him, really. What else can we do? Um, and, you know, Chelsea's sort of been synonymous recently with player power in the in the dressing room. And I think coming out and speaking publicly in support of the manager is uh, a way to try and sort of dispel that myth. I mean, you don't you, you think for 90 minutes on the football field that, um, you know, the people on minimum wage that work six, seven days a week and the multi-millionaires that drive the Bentleys are all the same uh, under a club crest. But the, you sort of get the impression sometimes they climb back into their cars and they disappear peer off and they shrug their shoulders and you know they'll be okay and everyone else goes back to the real world so you're just hoping for a bit more passion and a bit more drive and a bit more positivity around the club which i think is is kind of lacking at the moment would you take jose back uh yeah sure why not wow. i mean it's a it's a, it's a, it's a merry-go-round isn't it like Chelsea have, have sacked worse managers than, than Sarri, and in fact, better managers than, than Sarri much earlier on in the season. Um, but Jose won't, he won't come back, I don't think. I think he's, he's changed as a manager since he first came to the Premier League. Um, and we like Italian managers. I think we've had more Italian managers in the Premier League than, uh, than, than any other nationality. So, uh, yeah, but I would, I would take him. Why not just come in, win, win the League Cup? Just actually, get rid of Sarri now. Right. When, beat Manchester United tomorrow. Beat uh, Man City in the League Cup final, which will be a close game, by the way, until until kickoff. Um, <laughs> and then just see how it goes. You know, it's it's a it's a lunatic of a club. It's a roller coaster club, uh, and you have to remember to sort of detach yourself a little bit because it is football. And it will drive you mad. All right, Damo. Thanks very much for the call, and we'll speak to you soon. Good luck for tomorrow, Zara. You're a United fan. You're a little bit more optimistic than Damo is. Yeah, I'm a bit optimistic for United. I think it's just one of those things where, obviously, I know that obviously we lost to PSG, but uh, to be fair, I think that United and Chelsea are not the same kind of scenario kind of thing. They've had, like, a loss kind of thing, got that reality check, so I reckon it'll be a really good fixture to kind of watch. But as a United fan, I think it'll be really a really tight game, but I reckon that United would win 2-1. And are you as confident now? We, we know Jesse's going to be out for two, three weeks. Martial, yeah. probably the same. 
do you think we've got enough in the squad to replace those players? Well, I think that's obviously a really, a really kind of like downside to it. But the thing is, you've got like you were speaking about like Sanchez before and everything, and saying you know he feels like he still needs to prove himself. And what a game it would be for him to prove himself in. I mean, it's one thing coming out to say that now. So this game could be the one that he acts on it with. Then you've also, you know, you've got like players like Herrera and stuff who have come out and said after PSG, you know, we've got something to prove to the fans. Well, maybe that's exactly what all kind of like the thought process is in, in the dressing room and everything. So they're actually going to do that for us. So I'm going to be optimistic because since Ollie's been at the wheel, it's been pretty all right, don't you think? It has, yeah. I, I can't believe some of the things I've read on Twitter this Well, it's gone wrong now. Ollie exactly. out. Ollie out. Idiots like him. him. Idiots like him. He's proved he's not capable of running a club that size. I don't know what they were doing. Get rid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that, that's the kind of nonsense that I've read. Um... Sanchez has had a couple of big games in him. I mean, he did well against Arsenal away in the last round. He did well yeah. in the semi-final last season. He's definitely due a performance, which, you know, we seem to say every two months, really, don't we? Um, <laughs> I thought two weeks, but you know. Yeah, I mean, he's, he, he hasn't quite worked. Maybe, maybe it will, maybe it won't. Um, have you seen Chong? I know um, Solskjaer gave him his debut. He's been mooted yeah. as a possible left wing, you know, a left forward attack player. What do you make of him? I, I think he's great. It's good to kind of have, like, these young, hungry players that are going to come into it because I think with the academy that United have and stuff, they are trained to be, like, really hungry and they will be really competitive. I mean, look at Rashford. When there were injuries in the squad, it was that special moment for Rashford where he'd just come out and he just shone and he's been in the limelight ever since. So to give these players a chance could be a good reason. I mean, I know other fans, I've spoken to other fans about it and they've said, oh no, you know, it's a really big game. Should we really be giving, you know, these young players a chance? But I think we should. I mean, people are saying that Chong might feature, they're saying um, Gomez might feature. And I'd be fine with that because they have shown before that they've got bundles of talent. So why not give them a shot? Yeah, exactly. And the, I mean, the old Matt Busby, the old Ferguson, the old football saying, really, if you're good enough, you're old enough. So age yeah. should not matter but at if all. They, but if they're all giving them chances in the first team, then who is Skulls going to get on loan to play for Hang Oldham? On. This is, we're talking about academy players moving up and playing for the first team. So as a City fan, sit down. You've no <laughs> idea what we're talking about here. Phil Foden, two goals yesterday in the F Cup, FA Cup, six goals all season. Not bad, I thank yeah, you. Yeah, it'd be great. Another three years and he'll have another two appearances under his belt. This would be fantastic. So, um, you're relatively confident. We've got a terrible record away at Chelsea. Something about going to Chelsea doesn't agree. I think it's one of those close grounds, isn't it? And who yeah. who do you think is the most important player in the in the team? Do, do you think it, Pogba Rose is a big one? Do you think it's... Um, I feel... Uh, you know what? I, I really do feel that Pogba is kind of the one at the minute because obviously it was a, a little bit flat, obviously, at the start of the season and stuff with Jose, but under Ollie, he's, he's a different type of player and I feel like he must listen a lot more and he's, he's a bit more of a leader and that's what we've lacked for the past few seasons. And it is starting to come out of his shell being that leader that we need. I mean... I think it's like something like we've scored in like, you know, the first God knows how many away games of the season and all competition. That's like the first time it's ever happened. I think it's like nearly 20 or something like that. So if we can keep up that kind of away form where we'll just go out and attack, then it might work out for us. And I think Pogba would be that player that would just stimulate that for everyone. Yeah, I certainly hope so. Now, um, I was talking to you off ahead just uh, in the ad break. 
You work at Salford City, don't you? That's right. I do, yeah. So, Ooh. what happened this week there? Hang on, just, just, just don't worry, because it's only me, you, Alex, and about 60,000 listeners, so it's all private. Yeah. <laughs> well, basically what happened was David Beckham's been announced as one of the co-owners for the club. Yeah. So, um, it basically was his kind of, call it like a homecoming, really, him coming to the Peninsula Stadium, which was pretty epic, to be honest. I think every football fan in existence will just love the idea of David Beckham being at the football ground. And it was just great to be at a non-league ground, to be honest, to have him there. I mean, there was masses of people just wanting an autograph and everything, and Beckham was so humble and polite and was signing every autograph going. And I, oh. I was very lucky. It was my job to basically follow him around with a camera to get all the action. Really? <laughs> so well, that's, I was very lucky with that. That's probably like <laughs> dream job territory, is it? No. <laughs> Did he turn around and go, yeah, I'm back home now, leave me alone? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, he was, like I said, he was pretty much too polite, not like us Salford lot that are always a little bit gobby. <laughs> so d does that mean he's now your boss? To be fair, I think it's... It works out that, like, Karen, the chairman, and Gary, Neville, they're my bosses. Right. So I always go to them all the time as my bosses. But I, to be honest, if Beckham was my boss, I think I'd be a, a little bit kind of, like, too in awe to go to him. And everyone's heard that now, so that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you're not the only one, Sarah, but... <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, it was so good, though, just in general for the club itself, because... I, I kind of thought that, like, I mean, I'm, I'm 22, but I thought, like, the really younger kids might not really know that much about Beckham, but it just proved to me yesterday that every single generation just loves him. I mean, there was this little kid that was just obsessed, and there's a picture, you have to, people have to look on the Salford City Football Club, like, um, Twitter page and everything, and there's a picture of this kid just literally just staring at Beckham with, like, his eye, eyes and mouth just wide open, just, like, in awe of him. And oh, you brilliant. think to yourself, like, he, he was about eight as well, and you think, he actually idolises Beckham as much as what, like, a, a, like a 40-year-old would. Right, yeah. That's just me, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so what we'll do, we'll find that on the Salford City uh, page and we'll retweet that from our account. Okay, brilliant. MCR Footy Social. So everyone knows what you're talking about, Zara. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> All right, Zara, thanks very much for the call. Thanks very much. Thank Bye. you. Uh, now, just a few moments ago, yeah. right, when we were talking about academy players and all that sort of thing... When you, when you basically butted in because you had no right to, because you know nothing about academy players making it into the first And I team. was talking about how well Foden was doing, and yep. you said, yeah, yeah, he's got a couple of goals, but three seasons from now, he'll have only had two more appearances. Exactly, he doesn't play in the big games, if he, he comes on for like... 30 seconds when a game's already won and everyone's like, oh, he's great. He, look at Pep giving youth a chance. You're, being, you're blinded by it. You absolutely don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm going to take a back seat here. James, you have it out with him. <laughs> well, <laughs> for an 18-year-old playing for the Champions, playing 20 games already this season and scored five goals, it doesn't seem like Pep's not willing to give him a chance. I don't think there's another 18-year-old in the Premier League who's had that under his belt so far this season. Uh, well, so you think you find Rashford was doing that like two years ago when he was 18 without even a problem. So, um, yeah, is he... You weren't champions though, so... You know. Is he... Has, <laughs> hang on, Rashford wasn't playing against Newport and he wasn't playing against Burton Albion for two games. Is he really that good, Foden? I've not seen much of him. Is he really everything he's cracked up to be? He's... When he plays, he's never really out of place. There are moments in games where you see an experience, and there's moments in games where he does go missing, but 
what we've seen from him from such a young age, having not really played at all before last season in the senior team, played bit passing for five Premier League games last season, to come into where he is now, the rate of improvement is incredible. And the glimpses that we've seen of him, admittedly, like his first goal last uh, last night, um, probably shouldn't have gone in. Second goal was incredible, but it, yeah, there, there's times in games where you wouldn't guess he's 18 other than his, his incredibly baby face. So here's a question for you, James. How, how old are you, firstly? I, I'm 22. Right, so this was what I was thinking. So you're probably a bit young to remember when City used to have, you know, local heroes, like, for instance, Paul Lake. Did yeah. you, you never really saw that? And I'm not wrong in saying that there's not really been one for the last 10, 15 years. Would that be right? Well, unless you count uh, the, the glimmer of hope that was Michael Johnson. Right. But, uh, so that And that he, didn't quite pan out. So. Well, he, he had some bad injuries as well. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Stephen Island as well, obviously, but uh, this kind of account was a local hero. But he's, so he's from Stockport, isn't he? Phil Foden. Yeah. So our neck of the woods. Like, yeah, yeah. Like all, like all City fans. Um, so is he, does it feel, I keep saying to McGinley about Rashford, how it just means more when they're a local player and they've played in the youth team, they've not cost you any money, they support the club. Are you getting that feeling from him? Do you think he will mature into a great player? Do you think he's not going to get a chance because they'll, they'll sign extra players? I think he will mature and I think he'll be patient. I think that's one of the key things. And I think that would have been the same for Rashford had he not broken in so early. Mm. I think for players like that, and I think why Brahim couldn't wait is that Brahim doesn't have that same connection to the club. Had Brahim waited another year, broke in, or maybe even two and broke in when he was 20, that's still a young age to break into a team, especially of City's quality, but he wasn't willing to wait. I think Foden is and he's willing to learn and he knows that he wants to stay at City. He knows that he wants to play under Pep Guardiola and I think Guardiola sees that and for that puts him into the team. And also the connection, whether he puts more into the pitch is probably unfair on the other players we've got. I don't think I really see that many players in that position not putting effort in. But when he does score and when you can see how much it means to him, obviously, as a City fan, you absolutely love that and you can have these weird, wild dreams of him staying for, for 10, 20 years and playing until he's 40 and breaking every single record there is for City and that's, that's the kind of dream that we have. Yeah, like, get well, gigs, basically. So, let me ask you a question, James, at this point. Who do you see? I mean, obviously, we're looking at a situation where we've maybe got one more season, or maybe even half a season with Fernandinho. Um, he's not going to replace Fernandinho. Um, no. who, who do you see in, in, in being a replacement for, a cover for, or, or just in terms of the current squad we've got, because it's really well balanced? Yeah, I think... Having watched this half of the well, since, basically since Christmas, and it's I, I, I'm I'm very 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 uh, rarely critical of him, but I think David Silva has looked well off the pace since Christmas. I think he's been lucky to stay in the team. I think Bernardo Silva's obviously grown into it. What maybe we might be looking at, and this hasn't happened really since City have become the club that they are since 2008. We've never had someone poached, but realistically, can we hope to keep hold of Kevin De Bruyne for the remainder of his career until we don't need, anymore, need him anymore? Probably not. And also, if you're looking at Guardiola's philosophy, he loves to rotate players. He plays, never, very rarely plays the same team week in, week out, just based on the fact that they're playing well. He likes to rotate players, not only to rest them, but also 
different players have different qualities and I see Foden has this way when he's on the ball he is I think most like David Silva of any of City's midfielders, but wow. he dribbles so, so nicely and, and, and he plays such nice football. I'll tell you one thing I have noticed when I've watched him play is he never looks down at his feet. And yeah. he, he just always, he has this wonderful ability to just know the ball comes in. And you even see the best players do this sometimes. They take their eye off the ball and it just runs under the studs and goes out. Now, admittedly, like Alex says, he's not had hundreds and hundreds of games yet. But every game that I have seen him playing, there's just this incredible confidence, like the opposite of Alexis Sanchez. Yeah. He plays with his head up and he's calm, he looks relaxed. Alexis Sanchez plays with his head up. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, not a fan, not a fan of him. But you're you're a big fan of Foden, and it, do you know what? I can't begrudge anyone having a local hero. I think he's just worth double. That's the point I am making. It's yeah. just it's uh, so good. If you before get. we let you go, James, can I just ask you something? Uh, there's been a lot of talk. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter this week about whether or not we should have this sound kind of noise at the Etihad. <laughs> saying should we have a drum allow drums to come back into the SCI particularly in the south sound what do you reckon what do you reckon James I don't really know if I'm not bothered to be honest with you I think think most games there is a good and especially um, Premier League games there's a great atmosphere in the SCI anyway I think we need a drum to create atmosphere and that's really necessary alright there you go thank you very much James nice to catch up with you brilliant cheers thanks guys take care so there you go. That sound, what do you reckon? Would you like that at Old Trafford? No. No? No. Well, the PSG did it. We've. It's really interesting you said that, because United Twitter has been asking exactly the same question as City Twitter this week. Just should we have a drum? Should we have ultras? Should we have organised someone throughout deciding what song we sing and constant noise? And I think if, you, you know, if you're in Argentina, if you're in... Well, Argentina, Argentinian football, the fans are fantastic, aren't they? But culturally, they're used to it, but we're not. I, I remember what it was like in the 80s when you'd have great atmosphere and two fans just singing and it was constant, like, constant back and forth. You're this, you're that, you're this, you're, you know, and answering and calling and responding. I, I love that, and I don't think we should ever lose that about English football. Also, I can 100% guarantee if you let drums into Old Trafford, I'd be sat next to the idiot with a drum. <laughs> it would just be hellish. Uh, 0345 double one seventy six twenty five. Let us know your thoughts on that. Our eight double seven double one on the text, and we'll be back with more next on the Manchester Football Social. And we're back because that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> right, wonderful. Uh, so, uh, Niall's just come in. Niall, we know you're a football journalist. What's your view on drums at football grounds? Uh, I think I think they can add something. It's definitely. They just need to be used in the right way. And by that, do you mean that the people that bring the instruments into it have to learn more than just one tune like the England band have? You know, when you get the brass <laughs> yeah, band, yeah. and it's just the greatest, which is great the first time. Da, 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 da. And like, when the fifth time it comes on, in the sixth round of the tournament, I'm like, you know what? Shut up. Do you know what? I saw a really interesting article by someone, I can't remember who by, so I'm sorry for whoever wrote this, about atmosphere inside football grounds where you see the European fans like the PSG fans, they come over to Old Trafford and they're bouncing and they're singing and they're just droning non-stop for 90 minutes and this journalist wrote a piece and he basically claimed that that 
doesn't help the team at all. The whole point of fans singing is to get the team going mm. and to make sure that it makes an impact on the pitch. But if that noise is constantly there, there's no peaks and troughs. For whatever reason in English football, you get this roar in the stadium. Old Trafford is a prime example. When I was there for the Burnley game a couple of weeks ago, United were coming back into the game just like the old days under mm. Fergie. And as soon as they got that one goal back, they were 2-0 behind, remember? As soon as they got that one goal back, the whole crowd was like, come on! Sort of sucking the ball into the net. Whereas if it's the constant dun, 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 it, it doesn't add any sort of peaks and troughs to the atmosphere whatsoever. It's just constant and therefore that doesn't translate to the players and therefore you don't have that wave of enthusiasm which kind of drags teams forward and, and gets them going. But, really interesting article. But there, there, there is a thing there with, with the drumbeat particularly, it does really focus the mind and it just really sort of draws attention. The, the only comparison I can think of is if you've ever seen a Thai boxing match uh, and you go there and they always have that drumbeat in the background when that's going on as well and it's almost like a, a way of drawing everybody's attention get the focus there and it's just th there is some of it that gives a rhythm to the actual yeah, fight that's I, going on I don't like it I, I don't mind it <laughs> miserable time, grumpy guts over no there. I'm not being miserable as well I mean let's say you had that drum firstly talk about United fans away they're fantastic and, and lots of the big clubs have got a fantastic yeah. away support they do not need it away if you took a drum into Old Trafford and we've had singing sections recently, <laughs> you've still got a load of people that are in the 60s and 70s who would just not Obviously, join in at all. At Pompey, we've got the geezer with the bell and the bugle and the drum. So He's not that dude with the yeah, haircut and the tattoos. Yeah, He's pretty famous yeah, here. Yeah. Is, Let me just read it. So this was done, uh, I don't know if you follow it, at your MCFC on Twitter. And they had this little thing. So uh, loads of votes that have come in. 5,513 votes. Right, those are the final results. Which way do you think it went? No drum. Uh, yes, if used correctly, 50%. No, not for me. 50 how, gun, how does that work? 50% for both, and it was an odd number. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that I call fix. Yeah, that does sound a bit strange uh, to me. Just some of the reactions that people put on there. Uh, Green-Eyed Blue said, not a chance, stand near me with a drum and you'll be wearing it. I, I quite like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, okay. Somebody who's, who's obviously... Oh, well, actually, they're a City fan, but they said, as long as it's one in one of the thousands of empty seats without anyone near it, that's fine. But what about the old main road days, Ant? Because there would have been a significant or a, a noticeable area of the stadium where you had the majority of home support. Okay. Most stadiums have a home end, yeah. in inverted commas. Now, so where would that be in the Etihad? Where would be the <sighs> obvious place to put now, it? Now, you see, the thing is, with uh, City, the, the, if we'd had it then at main road... Obviously, the, the kip axe was all standing. And the team I was going to talk about, and you'll see this on the telly if you, if you watch the Champions League games next week or the week after when Spurs go to Dortmund. I went to Dortmund in October, and that yellow wall they talk about, you hear this until you actually see it, is incredible. And basically, that whole um, end of the ground is all standing. Yeah, the sheer it, volume of people is incredible. And, and they call it a yellow wall because it bounces, and it just bounces and bounces. And it's just incredible. Now, I don't think they have instruments in that section, but that in itself gives an incredible atmosphere. Cancel uh, your gym membership if you're a Dortmund mm, fan. Yeah, you need, you need to. <laughs> Although you, you get beer that. in the ground and you get sausages, don't you? Oh, it's it's brilliant as well. And you can you can have. I mean, I've talked I'd about be this all before. for that. Do I a poll for beer and sausages. Ma maybe, with it's actually, it's a hell of a stadium. May place. Maybe that would be the difference. Maybe it's not about having drums. Just give beer and sausages that you can <laughs> have, and you see Greg's in a pint. Greg's in spoons In the <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting what you say. About 
about the home support though, because obviously traditionally there were two bits in United. The United Road, which has now become for some games the singing section, yeah. and then the Stratford End, which was pretty much all the end and both corners as well. One was the Stratford Paddock, one was just the extension of it. Now the Stratford Paddock is family sand. It's we, where you'll see Ferguson. We don't sand. call it the paddock anymore. It's like since the eighties, obviously of what happened at Hillsborough, all stadiums had to be made all-seater and the, the corners of stadiums were filled in. So you don't have those obvious divides between stands where, you know, that's where the home yeah. fans sit, that's where the away fans sit. It's kind of a bit of a blend, yeah. which is great for getting more supporters in, but for atmosphere, it doesn't really work in my opinion. No, it doesn't. And a lot, there's a lot of corporate seats now as well in, this, in the Stratford End and mm. it's just, I don't, it's just not... It, it, I hate saying this because I do sound so old, but it's just not what it was. <laughs> it's it's not, it really is not what it was. Is it because it's too loud? It's the exact opposite of too loud. It's the exact opposite. And, you know, the, the Paris Saint-Germain supporters, and often away supporters in Europe, um, there was another game early this season that I went to, I can't remember, it wasn't Valencia at home, it was another one anyway, and the fans were fantastic again, because yeah. it's a really good area where the, the away fans get, um, and they're all, t they're all together in that one boxed off bit and they didn't have a drum they just sang right through i can't remember for the I, life of the me thing is i can i can nearly guarantee every single club in this country and probably in europe have better away fans than they do home fans yeah it's the same at every club every ground across the country you'll find that the away supporters just because of the fact they're the, not the more hardcore supporters it's a wrong way to, to to describe it but generally the atmospheres away for clubs tend to be better i think they're a bit younger often and more money to splash on there. <laughs> well, just a bit more disposable <laughs> income, maybe, and also a bit more up. I mean, you're, you're up for a laugh when you're 25, aren't you? You'll have a bit more fun to just a good day out, isn't it? I'm still trying to figure out, like, you know, how surely, like, in some ways, like a drum would be classed with the way the security checks they have coming into the ground. Like, would they let you bring it in? And then if they wouldn't let you bring it in, and we know that people somehow manage to get flares in where do you hide a drum well that's the thing it's about exactly. consistency because some stadiums simply will not let the away fans have a drum or or whatever so i mean if you're going to have this atmosphere then it needs to be consistent you know it's going to be there every it's, some games you get it some games you don't it's a little bit, it's a little bit maybe maybe there's a reason like alex is writing this and saying not going down that route and having it because you know it's something that I can kind of see happening in, in other places around the world, and thinking parts of Europe and also in America. And if we start going down that route, it won't be long before we've got horses and eagles and chickens <laughs> yeah, exactly. all running around. See, oh, well, you've already got that at Blackburn. <laughs> my, yeah, my favourite comment on those tweets was, try it, if it doesn't work, get rid. Simple as that. As long as City don't start playing goal music, that's the worst invention known to mankind. When your team scores a goal and yeah, they start yeah. playing a tune over the I, tunnel, because your fans can't cheer loud. Yeah, I, I, I used on, to do that. I used to do that for real football club. Full yeah, disclosure. Probably because right. there was about a hundred fans there. <laughs> uh, right, shall we play a game? Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that is the sound of a Ferrari engine. I thought I'd fire that in because we're going to play a little game about supercars and Manchester footballers. All right, so I'm going to uh, describe the car to you, and I want you to tell me which Manchester Premier League footballer drives that car. What do you reckon? Okay, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. All right, so uh, here's this one. So this, this player uh, just got himself a black Ferrari GTC4. Uh, which is about £230,000, but... You've got one, I've got for, one. For just, for just nipping around to the shops, he's got a higher spec version than what James Bond drove in Spectre. 
It's a Luma CLR SV Range Rover with red leather seats. Right. Who, who is it that's driving that car? Manchester footballer. Well, red leather seats, he's got to be a United player, you'd think. And that feels... Uh, Paul Pogba drives that's, that car. That's what I would say as well. It feels like a flash player, doesn't it? And you're both wrong. That is Sergio Aguero. Really? Controversial with the Reds. Red leather seats. No points. Also driving a Ferrari. It's an 812 super fast, but he also has a chauffeur-driven Rolls-Royce Wraith worth over a quarter of a million. Which Manchester football is that? Wow. Um, I think, <laughs> Je- I know Jesse sometimes has a... Um, Sterling's a, got a few a cars. Chauffeur. But I, I, there's one I know Sterling's definitely got because I've seen him driving it behind me on the M60 once. So was uh, that be, like far away in the rearview mirror because you were going so fast? Uh, just, he was just he was just doing the speed limit like a good citizen that Sterling <laughs> is. Um, I don't know whose car that is. Or oh, let me think. Manchester I'm, football. I'm going to go Lingard. Ashley Young. It's Pogba. You missed Pogba. It. Oh. Uh, this what this player. Uh, despite being banned for a year and having 24 points on his licence, has a black Ferrari F12 F2X and exactly the same model in yellow. Banned? I'll give you a clue. He hasn't played much, so he's had time to go shopping for cars. Manchester Premier League football. Mendy. It is Mendy. Alex (laughs) takes the lead. All right, this one. You know, like, sometimes they say, like, um... I'm just, do you know what I'm waiting for? I'm waiting for, like, some battered old scolder and stuff and it's <laughs> Phil Jones's car. <laughs> so what I was just going to say, you know they say dogs look like their owners, <laughs> right? Cars that are like their drivers. This one, right? Uh, it's a Bentley Bentire. It has a five 5,950cc engine, a max speed of 180 mile an hour, not to 60 in four seconds flat. However, its driver is the complete opposite. Which Manchester footballer is that? Nemanja Matic. <laughs> it's going to be Jones, isn't it? Yeah, the slowest footballer in, in, in Manchester. It's got to be if it gets that goes that quick. It's Alexis Sanchez. I'll is give it? the points to you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, last one. Okay, so all those flash cars, but who has been driving to training in a £28,000 electric Nissan Leaf and, not only that, carpools with three or four other members of staff? Chris small in because he's a vegan and he looks after the environment Ooh, is that right i would have gone for someone like matter who probably goes in with all the spaniards <laughs> yeah. and he, he, yeah. that's kind of well, his bernardo, vibe isn't bernardo, it is no. it bernardo silva he's another one that it's likes. it's the boss it's pep guardiola is it? can you imagine being picked up by him in the morning he can walk he can get the tram to <laughs> city academy uh, guys far. guys we're all out of time thank you very much for joining us now you're doing the show tomorrow make sure you tune in because you can win those ombro boots uh i'm doing the city show on tuesday are you on united on wednesday wednesday yeah wonderful all right thanks very much for listening check out the podcast just search for the manchester football social Manchester Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Thanks very much for listening. A little bit longer than usual because uh, we had some gremlins in the system, but we got through it and we survived. Uh, at MCR Footy Social, make sure you're following that. It's our Twitter account. Follow that because uh, that's the best way uh, to keep in touch with your chance to win those brand new pairs of a Medusa boots. I've looked at them. They're very sexy. Uh, they could be yours. Uh, so at MCR Footy Social. And if you want to check out the Manchester City Football Social, that's all you've got to do. Look for the dedicated Manchester City show uh, at Manchester City Football Social. And of course, there is the Manchester United one as well. Uh, thanks to Niall. Thanks to Alex. And I've been Ant. We'll see you next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.